Welcome to another episode of PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Sobolewski. Your time is valuable and so is mine, and that is why I am creating brief episodes like this one to focus on a single clinical topic. I'm going to get in, get out, teach us something new, hopefully. This episode is about hand, foot, and mouth disease. Some people call it hand, foot, mouth, and butt disease. I think the latter name is funnier to seven-year-old boys. Hand, foot, and mouth disease is an incredibly common and popular viral exanthem caused by the Coxsackie viruses. It's of the enterovirus family, and for those of you scoring at home, it's Coxsackie virus A16 and enterovirus A71, which are the most common serotypes. It's seen across the globe and has seasonal outbreaks. Where we live in the States, it's most common between August and October. The virus is spread through oral ingestion of GI or upper respiratory tract secretions of infected hosts. So you get it from a sibling, somebody at summer camp, somebody at a daycare setting. The most common age bracket you're going to see this in is kids under 7, but really you're looking at kind of the preschool age bracket as your classic group. It starts with low-grade fever, decreased appetite, and malaise, and the most common presenting symptom is mouth or throat pain. That's because you get these classic ulcers that develop on the soft palate, the uvula, basically in the back of the mouth. And parents might not see these because it's hard to get their kids to open their mouth big, but you see maybe vesicles initially, but by the time they present, generally they've already ruptured and formed ulcers, so you get this ulcer with a gray-yellow base and an erythematous rim. Kids can also have a rash on their skin. And it can be macular, papular, or vesicular. They're not itchy. They're generally not painful. And they're characteristically seen on the dorsum of the hand, the dorsum of the feet. You can also see them on the buttocks, legs, and arms. The three classic locations, hand, foot, and mouth. But it can also be on the genitals and buttocks. And especially in older kids and teenagers, you may see a more diffuse rash. And these kids can even be more miserable. Because this is an enterovirus, it can also cause aseptic meningitis. Some strains of enterovirus can cause wheezing and a bronchiolitis-like symptom. And seasonally, and in the past kind of every other year, can also cause a polio-like syndrome called acute flaccid myelitis. Fortunately, these are more rare, and generally, Coxsackie and enterovirus strains that cause hand, foot, and mouth just cause the mouth lesions and the skin lesions. This is definitely a diagnosis that you can make clinically. If you see the lesions in the back of the throat and the characteristic skin rash, and the kid has a fever and doesn't feel well, you got it. It's hand, foot, and mouth. This is something that will get better on its own within 7 to 10 days, and the treatment is supportive. Ibuprofen and acetaminophen are the mainstays of pain management. Make sure that you ask parents what dose they are giving because they're often underdosing. Remember, weight-based dosing in kids, 10 mg per kg of ibuprofen, 15 mg per kg of acetaminophen. If the kid's having a lot of pain, this might be a situation where staggering the doses, you know, ibuprofen at 12, acetaminophen at 3, ibuprofen at 6, acetaminophen at 9 might be helpful, especially during the peak of the illness, which is like that second and third day. Topical anesthetics are not recommended. These can lead to systemic toxicity and methemoglobinemia, so no Orogel. But 
a mixture of topical Benadryl and liquid ibuprofen can be used to gargle and coat the ulcers and decrease some of the pain. I'd recommend against using opioids for pain, especially don't go down the Tylenol number three route. Nobody needs that medicine. It might not be effective, or you could have a rapid metabolizer, which is bad. In general, I think parents need to feel confident that their child's going to drink. So in the emergency department or urgent care, make sure that you get good pain control, offer a cold beverage like a popsicle, and once the parents understand that their kid's going to drink, and perhaps more importantly, the kid knows that they can drink and that the pain will be better, they're going to feel more comfortable going home and keeping their kid hydrated. Also, teach families how to assess hydration in their child. These skills will be useful going forward. And what if you haven't seen hand, foot, and mouth yet? Well, I recommend that you take a look at some of the included references. Also, just Google some pictures. This is an illness that you should know what it looks like before you clinically see it, because then you can feel like a real ninja when you make the diagnosis. All right, that's it for this brief podcast episode focused on hand, foot, and mouth disease. I guarantee you're going to see it in the summer, in the emergency department, in an urgent care, as an ill visit in an office, in your own children. It is just that darn common. The mainstays of management are supportive care with ibuprofen and acetaminophen and stressing the importance of adequate hydration. It can be a scary-looking illness, especially once the rash develops, but good education and anticipatory guidance will go a long way. And yes, some children can have central nervous system complications, such as aseptic meningitis or acute flaccid myelitis. Obviously, the management of those children is different and is a little bit beyond the scope of this brief episode, but it's worth mentioning. I'd love any feedback that you have on future topics that I should tackle on the podcast, especially ones with seasonal relevance such as this one. You can send me feedback via email, direct message on Twitter, leave a comment on the blog, leave a review for the podcast. I do this because I love to teach, and maybe I just like the sound of my own voice too much. Anyway, for Pem Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast, this has been Brad Sobolewski. See you next time.